Hey guys, it's Dan from the Batchat Podcast. We're running our tipping competition again. That's right. Last year we had huge prizes. I think we gave away thousands of dollars. This year it's going to be even better. You have to be a patron though, so head to backchatpodcast.com.au. You can sign up as a patron there. You get access to early episodes and also our merch. It's pretty good. Yes, that is right. This week we sit down with AJ Ty. I've just come off the back of watching his highlights. That's why I sound like this. Uh, if you haven't done that, you need to watch this podcast. Some great chats about playing for Australia. He's one of the best bowlers, short-form bowlers we've ever seen. IPL auctions, uh, bowling at some of the best batsmen in the world. And we find out what actually happens in the cricket change rooms. If you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, please do. You get all of our episodes there, backchatstudios.com.au. This summer, we are combining, nay, doing something very special with... The Perth Scorchers. Stay tuned for that. Back chat. Perth Scorchers. Go AJ. That's right. Dan is very excited because we're talking cricket today and you have raised the bat already, which is <laughs> which is absolutely worrying. Uh We've got a very, very good man in front of us. Powered by Fleet Network this year, back chat. We're very much appreciative of their support. AJ Ty sits in front of us today. Hello, mate. How are you? Scary, Dan. How are we? Very, very good. Very good. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, we're Pleasure. looking forward to this one. Some good stories on the way. We've got some rebuttals, I believe, yep. coming along. But before we get to any of these questions, the first question we ask all of our guests all the time, your greatest sporting achievement. Now, there may be no better guest to roll out Dan's greatest sporting achievement. Mm. And it cannot be on the cricket field. It cannot be on your chosen sport. You must come up with something that is not cricket. Okay. So, for instance, Dan. Yeah, I was probably a, like one of the original death bowlers. Uh, <laughs> came into the under 12s, Chute Hill Cricket Grand Final, five for 16. Nice. Uh, lost the grand final. Yeah. What's your chosen sport? It's uh, a good question. Football. Oh, okay. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Played most Dan gets to of my life it. playing football. Uh, yeah. We had um, we had Matty Richardson, the cyclist, in a, uh, last week, and he told a surf life saving a flag story, and and I would like to change. I would like to put in a bit of a change from mine. From I, yours? Well, mine, you know, under nine, uh, eighty meter hurdle state champion. I'm also around about the under ten or eleven flags state champion. What's flags? Don't have time for that. Listen to Matty Richardson's <laughs> one. Now you know what flags is. So yes, I know what flags is. Yeah, yeah it's like when you're sprinting in the sand and you yeah, dive. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. For the, it's enough about you start us. start on your chest. Yeah, it's enough about us. You're yep. a great cricketer. We yep. understand that. Right? You've, got, um, you've got all these different balls. Greatest sporting player. achievement that's not in cricket. Where do I start? <laughs> your greatest sporting the greatest achievement. Greatest one. Greatest one? Mm. They're all great, though. You know, <laughs> The only thing I wish I could say is I've got a hole in one. Don't have a hole in one. Right. Well, so this isn't, this isn't not what you haven't done. No. Probably saved a penalty. When I was goalkeeper when I lived in the UK for 18 months and yeah, that was probably- That's What good. sort of level? Yeah. That's unreal. Sunday league, fish shop, fish shop, division 15, something. <laughs> right. like, but and you were goalie for the division yeah, 15s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was no good with my feet, so <laughs> use my hand-eye catching coordination were to be a kicking, goalkeeper. Were they kicking like quick enough for you having to guess or were you like able to see where the ball's going and then jump at it? Uh, I sort of half-guessed and then- yeah. Saw and then I was like full stretch and just got enough on it. The boys would it. have loved that. Yeah, they did. They did. I think it won us a game too. Did right. it? Yeah. I That's think we, we were three two up and it kept it three two up. Do you remember what your first car was? Powered by Fleet Network this year. Yeah. Yep. What was it? It was a 1991 Mitsubishi Verada. 
Ooh, what's a Verada? See, so it's exotic. like a fancy Magna. See, I have Magna. Yeah. So it's a fancy Magna. Yeah, mine had like a graphic equalizer in it, everything. What? Like, what's that? Surely it's it's where you adjust the hertz and frequencies to get the, the sounds just just right. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. What color? Uh, blue. Like That's a, like a blue. navy navy blue. Oh, dark blue. Okay, yeah, dark blue. Oh, let's take it back to the start, AJ. Uh, you're you're a world class cricketer now, but what 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 did you what did you start as? What's life like growing up for AJ Ty? Sporting family? Um, well, I always played sport. Uh, Footy and T-ball were my two two main sports. Um, Can we get into that a little bit? Yeah, of course. T-ball. T-ball, yeah. That's great. Yeah, smacked them out of the park. <laughs> Good arm. Like Ran around the bases as quick as I could. That's great. Yeah, we, uh, we probably won a few titles. I can't really remember that. Yeah, that's the secondary greatest sporting achievement. 100, 150 game badge. Got got one of them for, for Wanneroo T-ball club, yeah. T-ball seems like the easiest sport you've got an issue with t-ball this is the second or third time you've, you've actually you've got a bit of a vendetta it's especially it. if you're if you if you're strong enough to hit the ball like what's stopping you from just hitting a home run every time there's nothing well then so that's <laughs> what i mean like yeah. what's the yeah okay well your hand-eye coordination and yep. stuff is still developing at that sort of time so it's okay. you know it's not always as easy as you think what yeah. sort of footy player were you? uh decent <laughs> never never that good but uh yeah, I was always at least second best in my team. Nathan Van Berlo grew up with me, so right. He was uh, he was always in the mix and easily our best player. Um, what position were you? Everywhere. I played defence. Yeah, I was a utility forward. I loved forward being out there taking the hangers and kicking goals. But. So you're a Perth boy. You grew up northern suburbs of Perth. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when does the love of cricket start? Because I think you know for a lot of people they play cricket as you know kid. Don't get to play it on the big stage like you have. Where you, you Just, love it from early age? Yeah, in the backyard, I was always out playing and watching on TV, and had the yellow pads like for the World Series cricket and stuff like that. And um, I remember the sort of first game that I played uh, was probably 1992. I reckon I would have been six. This is the first memory I have of cricket. And we had um, had my family over from England, uh, cousins. It was a Big game, like a, a couple of older cousins, older brother, hyped up. I got out for a first ball duck. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. Usually yeah. backyard rules can't get out on yeah. first ball. Yeah, I know. I thought it was pretty rough, but it's all <laughs> on camera somewhere. Um, and then my old, eldest cousin that was there at the time in um, in Ollie, uh, he got out for a first ball duck, so it was pretty pretty handy. Like the two best players were, were nullified pretty early, so <laughs> – is that where you started bowling? Because uh, you're no good at batting? No, no. I, I was actually grew up more of a batsman, I reckon. Really? Yeah. Were you good as a youngster? Um, I, I, I didn't start playing like for a club side until I was under 11, I reckon. Right. Um, when I finally gave in and had like this after school program that I went to with a few guys that all played cricket and they kept asking me every year to, to go in. And, um, and so I finally joined them and yeah. Started playing with them at Mighty Whitford's Crew Club. You're a relatively late starter, sort of to the higher stages. Like some of your debuts was 26 years old. Yep. What were you doing before then? Uh, playing cricket and working and going to school and what was your job? Stuff like that. Which one do you want? Oh, wow. I've a few of them. <laughs> so I started at Hungry Jack's Glengarry. Wow. Oh, um, that's a good one. Yep. It was was the the place to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
worked there for for a couple of years. Um, like flipping burgers, or yeah, started flipping burgers and became manager. Um, nice. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty crazy job once you got to the manager level. That's great. <laughs> um, and then I did sort of landscape maintenance and construction, um, just for a bit of extra work before I went to like UK to start playing cricket when I was twenty. Um, I did timber flooring for uh, showcase timber flooring. My one of the guys I played cricket with sort of helped me out there and learnt me ha- taught me how to um, lay timber floors and and did that for a few years as well. And uh, and then I managed Bruce Reed's and uh, Rod Chilcott's indoor sports centre. Um, that was my my job while I did my first full preseason. So they were really good with managing around my schedule and stuff like that so so you like you know like i said like later to the first grade basically is that is that what it was you were later to like no i played first grade when i was probably what uh 19 or 20 or like professional then yeah professional yeah to to like professional yeah so like what's that pathway through cricket like if you look at footy it's a you know play well as a junior 17 year old get picked up and you, you either make it or you don't but to sort of be, you know, come onto the professional ranks as a 25, 26-year-old. Like, is that pathway a pretty cloudy then? You've kind of got to... Um, a little bit. Like, I was in State 17's junior squad. Um, I think I've been to one or two sessions and then I was just riding home from a hockey club one night and uh, had a bike accident, literally going 10Ks an hour. The chain just skipped my foot to the ground. I went over the handlebars and broke my collarbone. You did. So then I missed like six weeks of training and they dropped me from the squad. Fuck. Um, and then they put me in like an 18 development squad the next year, it, bridging the gap between 17s and 19s and I hurt my back or I was close to getting stress fractures. So I, I took a year off from bowling and then missed 19s and then it was then that following year that I went from fourth grade to first grade at Scarborough and, um, yeah, they just sort of – didn't think there was much talent in WA at that time and they were getting blokes like Nathan Remington, Steve McGoffin, Ben Edmondson, Michael Hogan, um, Jason Berendorf, those guys in from other states to, um, you know, try and boost, uh, bolster our stocks as, as say. Um, and, yeah, like the, the second team cricket, which then after that, if you had good performance in grade cricket or whatever, there was second team cricket but it was like an under-23 comp. Um, and you could only play under three guys over the age of 23. So it then more so that was about the time where I was sort of having a lot of A-grade success was I was just over 23. And so I, I like couldn't get a game because they, they were using the, the right. spare guys who were already in the system older to get them game practice right. in that Futures League. So it was – it's a bit of a tough, tough sort of pathway, but yeah. Um, who's who's operating that league? Is it through like the WA cricket body or something? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a CA competition. Yeah, but right. it, They've now scrapped the the futures league of um, under twenty threes, and it's just a full second second eleven comp, so you could play pretty much whoever you wanted. Yeah. So, so what year is that? Like twenty. Uh, well, if I'm twenty three, that would be what two thousand nine, right? Two thousand ten, somewhere around there. Right. Right. So, and have you always like, like, you're probably most well known for your sh- short game stuff and your ability to adapt to that side of it, but that hasn't always been a part of cricket. So, the long form and, and one day and 
Like, where do you fall with all of that in terms of what what you love playing the most? Oh, I love playing all formats of cricket. Yeah. These days, the four day cricket would probably be a bit too hard on me because <laughs> I haven't played it for five years. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I loved all of it. Like, any time I got a chance to have a red ball in my hand, I'd I'd run in, and you know, it's it's a game of patience and skill. So, as a cricketer, you know, it's a chance to sort of really test yourself out. Um, whereas you know, a lot of the white ball stuff is is very skillful, and it, it just requires you not to be as consistent, I guess. But you um you can sort of get away with things. You can bowl a really bad ball and still get a wicket. Whereas four day stuff, it's it's generally if you bowl a bad ball, it gets put away to the boundary. So does that suit you? The ability to change up your bowling again. Um, I think this has sort of been covered, but you know all your different balls that you got rolling around. <laughs> I want to go through some of them. <laughs> but, like, does that – you seem like you enjoy that side of it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just, you know, hitting the spot line and, you know. I know yeah, you can do like that, I, I, I love being creative and I love sort of exploring different options. So to have that ability just to figure out something different around the game of cricket and explore, yeah, you know, every possibility I could think of and other people can think of, I, I love. So how do you do that? Is it a training? You yeah, just, you yeah. Boys sitting around, yeah. sitting around, going, "Oh, should I try? Yeah, bowl this one out of the back yeah, of the hand. Should I just try bowl this one? Finger. You know, like, you know, I went through a stage where I was like, oh, I wonder if I could bowl a flipper. Like that really worked for Shane Warne. So, <laughs> I wonder if I could maybe like pull out this flipper out of nowhere that people think is a slow ball, but it's not. Um, I, I bowled it a couple of times. Uh, some, some to success, some not so. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit difficult to actually, you know, engage and sort of pull through a lot. So um, I, I've sort of scrapped that one for now. But are you naming these balls as you come up with new ones? Not or really. Is other people naming them. No, nah, I just uh, the knuckleball was pretty simple. It's just the knuckleball. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't name it. Other people sort of said, "Oh yeah, look, it looks like it's come off the knuckles." So oh, it's the knuckleball. Um, that's always been around as a baseball pitch. So, um, no, I don't really name them or anything like so that. So, what have so. you got? How many, how many How many? balls, if you had to put a number on it, have you got in your repertoire? Oh. Uh, a hundred or like 10? <laughs> no, probably about 10. Like, and, yeah. how, and when are you choosing, like, as you're running in, are you like, as, sorry, as you're like walking back for your next ball, are you going in your head, like, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. It's just like a slot machine. Like, no, no, like? pretty much. It's all a lot dependent on the game, the pitch, the batter. Like there's a lot of the thinking that goes into it. You know, if something's working, um, like if we've got a pitch that's a bit bowler friendly, um, I'll generally not to use my change ups. I'll just sort of try and hit at length and nip it both ways, like just wobble something down there mm. um, and use the pitch to my advantage. Um, but then when it's flat, batsmen are gone. I'm just trying to keep them guessing so that they can't, you know, get in a rhythm change up their swing speeds, et cetera, stuff like that. So You've had some of the great balls I've ever seen, watching some of your highlight packages, ins and outs and slow balls and fast balls and bounces, but we did find one ball that yeah. what do you call? Want to show you. <laughs> what do you call this one? I'll just- <laughs> do you have a name for this one? <laughs> yep. I've actually <laughs> – I tried so hard to hold on to that. What happened? Uh, Those are just listening along. AJ, oh, I mean, you talk us through it. What? Yeah, so I've I've run into bowl. I'm bought. 
Is it against Tasmania? Yeah, against Tasmania. Bowl, bowling to Jordan Silk. Um, and that's a, if, if you post the footage, I can, I can talk you through it. You see where my back foot lands? That normally lands sort of next to the stumps uh, and behind the, the second crease, whereas I missed it and it went too far forward. Right. And so then uh, to not bowl a front foot, no, it, it just sort of threw my rhythm out and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> And I tried to hold on to it and it came out. Like, I was trying so hard. I was like, I was literally like, oh, and then just the momentum of the hand, it just like whoosh, came out and landed straight on my feet. And uh, oh, it was just. It reminded me of the John Howard special. Yeah, yeah. So I think George Bailey, chairman of selectors, <laughs> messaged me off that game, Johnny Howard! <laughs> oh, and was I was good. like, oh, I feel bad. Mate, we could have shown. We, we, we had, I don't know, maybe. How many wickets have you ever taken? Do you know the numbers there? What for? Uh, depends. Nah, in uh, total. Total. Yes. For just scorches life. or Everything. life? Would it? Well, f- no, nah. it'd be somewhere six hundred ish. So we could have shown up to a thousand highlights, but we decided <laughs> to show AJ Ty. You're only bad ball of your whole career. That's. Uh, there's been a few. There's been a few. I think I bought one in India that landed straight in the keeper's hands. <laughs> the Harbison. Yeah. Yeah. The Harbison at the start. Yeah, of the literally, I tried to ball a knuckleball, dewy, wet, <laughs> slipped out. How much of it is, you're speaking a little bit about the batter v bowler thing. Like, how much is it a mental game? As much as you've got talents and skills and work hard on your stuff, is there, there's a fair bit of mind games and mentality goes into it? Yeah, sometimes. Um, it, it, it's a lot of – I see it as reading, trying to read a batsman, knowing their game, know what they're going to do, um, and then trying to put the ball in an area where you're most likely to get them out. Mm. Um, uh, I'm probably more of a pole hunter than, than most guys, and I try to get batsmen out a lot of the time Yes, um, because I feel sometimes the best defense is a good offense. So, um, yeah. There's no point trying to just get them off strike if you can get them out and get them back in the sheds. Backs do win premierships, so I might That's point true. that out at this point of Bowl, the podcast. Yeah, bowlers win premierships. Is that right? right? Yeah. Is that commonly held or just in the bowling fraternity? No, no, it's commonly held. Really? The, the batting units there for sure, they put runs on the board, but it's the bowling unit that'll win you. So you're like the team within the team. Is that how the bowlers? Yeah. Is that what a cricket – can you break a cricket team down for me? So uh, uh, footy uh, forwards, uh, they, they sign uh, big sponsorships, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, forwards – they 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 sell, sell the memberships. memberships. People yeah. come to watch the forwards. Yeah, yeah want to go watch yeah. the goals. Yeah. Mids they got the big money sponsorships, mm-hmm. backs premierships. Mm-hmm. Give me cricket terms. Okay, uh, batsmen are there to sell memberships, hit right. the sixes. People want to go watch that. Yeah, people want to go watch the sixes and the boundaries and stuff. Um, money. Yeah, they probably get a lot more. Obviously, they they get a bit more of the cash because they they use their bats a lot more. Yes. Um, they can get bat sponsors. True. Um, so, wow. so you can put like a sticker on the bat um, and obviously they get a bit more cash for that. There's a, As a bowler, you can't really wear anything <laughs> unless you get your shoes sponsored up or something like that. Maybe that's something I could look into. Yes. Um, Shout out Nike or whoever yeah, else. Yeah. Maybe. Like you, you can get a bit of cash from, from your footwear, but, you know, batsmen get cash for their – There's no their, accessories. Yeah, the they, they get, yeah they, yep. they get cash for their bats, their – their bat sticker, they get Lops shoes. Yeah, it's all it's like a bat sponsorship or a gear sponsorship. They get hundreds of thousands of dollars from like Kookaburra, Grey Nickels, et cetera. We get maybe a couple hundred bucks from Adidas or, or Nike. Or, maybe you could have done uh, a sweatband. 
Yeah, maybe, but then we'll get like a necklace sponsor. Yeah, necklace sponsor that could be a good one. So but, then um, the bowlers are the team within the team. Yeah, so bowlers then obviously a batsman put the score on the board, but you got to defend it, or we're, we're essentially the defenders, aren't we? But that's a good point. Um, Never thought about it like that. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll go out there and win you the premierships, and the batsmen are just there to look good, hit sixes, get their cash, and take a few catches and help us out a little bit. <laughs> Mitch Marsh told us about the um, fast bowling cartel. Yep. Is that something that you've been able to be a part of? That you- uh, when when I, I was very sort of part of the fast bowling cartel when I played for, for Australia. But, um, so it's a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, I was sort of very much in and out, so I never really sort of fully participated or anything. But um, I think I got invited into the WhatsApp group for a period of time before nice. I got removed and then added again and removed and yeah so yeah so. that happens isn't in and out whatsapp group yeah i think so i think it's more so like the when they're on tour whoever's uh-huh. on tour and then there might be a bigger one for the all-encompassing whoever's in in the squads and teams so. what's what's it like playing for your country for the first time uh unbelievable yeah yeah it was um felt like a felt like an away game i was playing at mcg against india and there was probably more indian fans there than than <laughs> wow. australians so wow um, one day or T20? T20, yeah. T20, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just epic. Like, I was so lucky. My two, um, my T20 and ODI debuts are both at the MCG. And, yeah, it's no no better place to, as a cricketer growing up in Australia, you dream of playing in a Boxing Day test or playing at the MCG. And, yeah, to have, have two debuts there, I'm, I'm very blessed. Do you remember phone call? Who rings you? Is it captain select? Um, selectors? Who, who rings my you? my first first phone call was from uh, Rod Marsh. I was um, I think I was playing golf down at Melville Glades with Ashton Turner, Darcy Short, and Cam Bancroft. I was flying. I was hitting them so well. I was probably about eighteen points through five holes. Um, <laughs> no, I was about sixteen points through five holes. Um, <laughs> And I think uh, then I got the phone call standing on uh, the tee or walking from the fifth green to the sixth tee. And, um, yeah, got the phone call, super excited, loved it, yeah. Told uh, Rod Marsh I was playing golf because I knew that he loved golf. He's like, oh, well, good luck for your rest of the round. I think I scored eight points for the remaining 14 holes. Right so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> Were you expecting it? Uh, no, not really. Um, really? No, nah, no. Nah, like you always dream of – playing for Australia and you know if your performances are, are half decent that you're always half a chance but you know look at the talent that we've got in Australia at the moment and it's you could pick probably three Australian teams and it'd still be very strong so um yeah it, it wasn't probably on my radar at the time mm. um especially as a bowler because Stark Hazelwood and Cummins are just so firmly set in in the thinking and the planning of, of Australia that um, you know that your opportunity is going to be sort of limited surrounding that. And, yeah, I was stoked. Because bowling, like there's a fair bit of controllable from from the bowler's end in terms of, you know, you, you know what you're going to try and bowl and, yes, the batter's going to do what they're going to do, but you still – there's no difference between the art of bowling as an Australian player or as a grade cricketer. Are you more nervous rolling in for your first ball at national level? Like – Oh, at international level, sorry, like playing for your country. Are you running in nervous for something you've done thousands of times? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, you know, it's – you're representing your country. Like mm. you, it, you're literally going to war in cricket against another country and um, 
Oh, I was definitely nervous, but it was such a good feeling that, you know, you're like, wow, this is what you've always dreamed of. I'm running in bowling to, I think it was Rohit Sharma or Shikadawan in my first, first over. Wow. Um, I'm just going, wow, how good like running and trying to get them out. What's it like um, bowling against Virat Kohli? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, he's he's just such a good player. He's um, always read me pretty well. Like I thought I was a pretty good reader of batsmen, but he he re- read what I was trying to do and what I was doing pretty well. And he's got the hand eye and the ability to to punish it. And there was a lot of times where I'd uh, go for a knuckleball and or slow ball, and he'd before I'd even bowled, he's halfway down the wicket, knowing where it was going to land, and he hits me halfway. <laughs> into the stands at the SCG or something like that. But I'll always take the, the last ball I bowled to him, I got him out. It was may have been the only time I've got him out, but the last <laughs> ball I've ever bowled to him, I got him out. <laughs> like, I'm not playing against this guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Is that what makes him good then? Is that what – Yeah, yeah. And Look, is that what makes batters good, the way they read what you're doing? Yeah, sometimes it, it can be. Um, it can be an advantage if you're able to read batsmen, know their deliveries, what they're – any cues or anything like that. Um You've still got to hit it though, but yeah, he his ability is is just unbelievable, and he's hit me everywhere. I reckon. Imagine someone like that; they would sort of get in your head a bit. Like when you're batting, you're just receiving whatever they're throwing at you. But when you're bowling, he's like are you like overthinking stuff. Um, not really. Like I, I'm still trying to do what I do, it's because if I start doing that, well, then I'll I'll cook myself. So I just would do what I do. There was one game I remember. Um, in the IPL, I opened the bowling ball, my four overs, the first four overs of the game because I was the only one that looked likely taking a wicket for that team. And um, we had a very subpar total and playing against Virat Kohli and bowling and I bowled a slow ball and he's, oh, he might have inside edged it down there and he gets down there and I was like, knew it. He said that. I was like, well, fair enough. He, But he didn't hit it for six, so (laughs) I I, I still feel like I've got a chance of getting a wicket most bowls I bowl, so. What's the IPL like? It's uh, something that's come into vogue clearly, you know, in modern-day cricket. What's that experience like for you from the auction to to actually play? Yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable, really. It's pretty crazy. Like The first first auction I was part of um, or first few auctions I was part of – I sort of tried to take my mind off it that day because I didn't want to just be sitting watching my phone. So uh, I think the first ever auction I was part of, I ended up playing golf with Ashton Turner at Wembley. Um, Ashton Turner's like your guy when you get the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, well, come on. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we'd finished our round. I still hadn't even come up. So we're like having a beer afterwards, as you do after a round of golf and – See my name come up, get passed in. I was like, sweet, done. Not going to the IPL, no worries. Had no idea there was like other rounds to it or second rounds or third rounds and players can put their names or their players who missed out get their names put back in and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. So I just went home thinking nothing of it and what have you. Like went for a run down at Abbott Park because I was living like five minutes away. Um, And then all of a sudden I get a – notification on my phone from twitter and it's like aj191 goes to chennai for however much it was like 20 lakh or something like that it's about forty thousand aussie dollars um it's pretty good yeah yeah i was gonna say i was very happy with it at the time (laughs) um 
and then I was like, what the hell? How's that happened? <laughs> like, oh, wow. And so then my, my routine then was like I was going to run around our park, go to the shops, grab some dinner and go home. And I'm like looking at my phone. I've got 4% battery. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> what, if, oh, what happens here? Do the team contact me? Do they call me? Do they tell me what's going on? All right, so I go to the shops and walk around the shops, get a call from the manager um, of, of Chennai who, who'd picked me up and had a quick chat to him. was like trying to like be very excited and stuff but be mindful that I didn't lose my phone halfway through <laughs> <laughs> and it just cut out on him. <laughs> the excitement level doesn't control your battery levels. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was sort of trying to hire, hurry him up a bit because I, I still wanted to call my mum and dad at the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty bizarre experience. I was like literally sat in my car when I found out I was going to the IPL. But then once I got over there, it was just amazing. Um, they it's a religion to them over there, cricket. So you could do anything. And they're like one click. I just love it. It's hard. It would be so hard being like the Virat Kohlis and the the top echelon of or just any indian player to actually live a normal life out there because really? as soon as they go outside of their homes or whatever it's just swarm and right. mobs and they're just crazy about it so um yeah had a great time and now i used to when i first got picked up I had my big bushy beard um and then like i was like i actually want to go out i was in mumbai i want to go out have a look at some of the sites so i took my contact lenses out put my specs on shaved my beard completely off so i was clean skin <laughs> walk around mumbai with hat on like clothes like no one no one's gonna know me like surely <laughs> incognito incognito I'm, i've gone the reverse disguise i've taken things off to be <laughs> in disguise and i was still going you're a cricket player you're a cricket player Chennai, Chennai, Thai, you're Thai. And I'm like, Bullshit. Wow. no, man. No, nah, that's my brother. He's got the beard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then they still go, no, yeah, one click, one click. And um, so you take a photo with them and, yeah, you move on. And then it's dangerous though because once you take a photo with one person, I'll learn this out pretty quickly. You take a photo for one and all of a sudden you've got 50 people around you. And you're just really? Like, people yeah. realise there's someone of note. Yeah. So. What's the – I mean, we could just look this up. So I guess it's not personal, but like, what's the what's the most you've gone for in an auction? Uh, One point four million Aussie. Does that again probably personal? Some note. Like, does, is that your contract? Is that a stupid question, or yep. is it that's your contract? That's my contract. So I think it was about seven crore. So it's all done in like crores, um, yes. and then uh, you you say see it when it comes to IPL auction time, they all convert it to Australian dollars, like. Greeny went for three point whatever. Pat Cummins has gone for three million, etc. Um, so yeah, my literally, I didn't even know how, what I'd gone for that day because I was playing the game of cricket. Um, I thought you were going to say golf again? <laughs> no, no, this one was legitimate. Um, so I think it was done over two days the auction because it was a big one. And um, first day came up, we were actually playing the first game at the stadium here, the ODI against England. Um, so the day before started the auction, so your Maxwells, your Warners, your Starks, they were all going for their big cash and everything. And um, I was on the next day, so the Sunday where the one day I was. So we've obviously got no phones uh, with PMOA, so no phones allowed or anything like that. The manager only is allowed a phone. So we go out there playing the game, knowing that I'm in the auction at some point. Um, yep, 
play the game. We've just lost to England. The last game of the series, we, I think we lost 4-1. Um, and then walking off the ground, I was standing next to Adam Zampa and he'd obviously found out, like, spoken to the manager or whatever once his day was done or whatever. And he's like, oh, AJ, do you want to know what you went for? I'm like, oh, did I go? I was just <laughs> stoked that I went. Like, did I go? He's like, yeah, yeah. What did I go for? And he goes, 1.4, and I nearly fell over. <laughs> Lucky he's a bit shorter than me. I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> um, he's like, I was like, who, who did I go to? He goes, don't know. I was like, yeah, it probably doesn't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, was it? Yeah, I went to Kings 11, Punjab. So they're now the Punjab Kings. But, um, yeah, Brad Hodge was the coach there, and I'd been uh, at the IPL the year before with Gujarat, and he was the coach of Gujarat. I played six games, I reckon, before I dislocated my shoulder again and had to come home. And the only thing Hodgie said to me when I was laying in the middle of uh, Rajkot outfield, my shoulder sort of sitting halfway to my chest, he goes, at least you've kept your price high for next year because I'd done pretty well in those six games. And sure enough, he was the one that got in a bidding war with Chennai for me and Chennai ran out of cash. So Punjab had left enough cash in there purse to get me no matter what channel I bidded for me. So, yeah, I went for that. and That's life-changing. That's life-changing. 100%. Yeah, it's set me up for forever. So, it's crazy. hopefully. It's crazy. What's it like people knowing how much money you're making? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit bizarre. Obviously, you can find out um, all that sort of info about the IPL and stuff. But, um, you know, you go ask questions. Media is like, oh, is there going to be added pressure on you now for – for having a, such a heavy price tag. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, they've paid that price tag for me to do my skills the way I do them. So there's no extra pressure on me. They're, they're, it's almost as if you're buying a toy from the shop. There's no extra, ex, added extra pressure on that toy yeah. to do what the toy says yeah. it's going to do. You just buy the toy knowing what the toy does. So I'm essentially just a chess piece in a, <laughs> in a puzzle. A toy. You're a toy. Yeah. Expensive toy. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, let's talk about uh, cricket as a sport and, and more specifically the team and the team dynamics. We spoke about the bowlers and batters and stuff like that. But what, what about the change rooms? So you mentioned there no phones in the change rooms. I always wonder watching cricket, like, what are you blokes doing? Like, what are you blokes doing when, you, when you're batting and, and you're not out there batting? Like, are you always just sitting yeah. around talking nah, shit? No, we're, we're talking a lot of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're doing crosswords. Um, the old guy will be off chatting about his game if he's got out for zero chatting to the coaches, trying to figure that one out and <laughs> um, look at the vision, see if he he, he was out or not, <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, you just talk a lot of rubbish. Um, luckily, there's there's some guys that you don't see a lot of, like the team docs in and around. Um, he generally only comes in for games or um, stuff and he's always a fun guy to hang hang a bit of rubbish on and talk shit to. Yes. Um, yeah. We've we've got him wound up a lot of times. <laughs> you get he's to the point. Guy. You get to the point where you 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 know done with talking absolute jargon. You'd have to be coming up with stupid stuff to be doing up there. Like there be is oh there, is yeah. There there's sometimes there's some stupid games that we play. Like you have to figure out riddles and stuff like that. <laughs> and, um, but more often than not, everyone just does their own thing. Has coffee. Has some food. Sometimes goes out the back. It's four day games. Some of the bowlers might go out into the change rooms and have a little kip out the back and just rest their bones. 
We've had uh, Mitch Mars on the pod, the bison, um, mm. enormous head. Um, I've heard sort of rumours around head sizes and yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> this, this, is, this, big... this is the other thing. It, Mitch does have a massive head. Yes, and then <laughs> it's confirmed. Uh, yeah, it is. It's very confirmed. Um, so the, the other thing around cricket is rain delays. You know, obviously football, you you play. Doesn't yep. matter the weather. Whereas cricket, if it rains, you can't play. So you're sitting around waiting for the rain to stop, and then when you're talking shit already, then, then you're just like, "Well, far out. What are, what are we going to do now? Can't watch cricket. It's nothing no, to watch. <laughs> nothing yeah. to watch." So you end up in the change rooms and you're figuring out stupid shit to do, um, and you end up weighing people's heads. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> like we had scales in there because we normally weigh in, weigh out at games and stuff like that, and. Um, there was a game, I think we were playing uh, Hurstville over in Sydney. It was during a one-day cup or whatever and um, someone came up with the idea to weigh everybody's heads, see who had actually had the heaviest head. How? How do you do So we would get the people to like lay down and say this is the scales. They'd lay down and then they'd literally have their neck or the back of the shoulders on, on the edge of the scales and then just literally lay there, rest their head and relax <laughs> on the scales. And sure enough, we did it. Everyone else, everyone's heads were pretty normal. Like, what sort of weights are we talking? Oh, I reckon about three kilos, yeah, four right. kilos, somewhere around there. Um, impressive, impressive head weight. And then we managed to to um, convince Cameron Bancroft that he had the heaviest head there was, and and he ran with it. I think he even mentioned it in a press conference, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that we were. You could could have a look at the footage. I, I think it's in the press conference somewhere, but. Um, yeah, we, we led him to believe that he had the heaviest head. What did you doctor it? Did someone? Yeah, say- yeah. We just ne- it didn't matter who weighed him. We were all clued in on it. That we'd always just like touch our foot on the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, kick off the footy season at the Leadable Hotel, our new favourite local, Dan. Oh, yeah. They're a hub for live sports. I knew that would excite you. With four big screens, a gigantic five-metre sky screen, in the beer garden. Have you seen that one? No. It sounds like a cinema. Okay. Well, we were there last week. You should have looked. And a shiny purple tab touch facility. Great place for a pint, a cheeky punt, and a good old-fashioned pub feed. That's got something for you, mm, I reckon, I love somewhere. pub food. Yes, you do. You can catch the best of the AFL and the local codes live and loud in the pub and enjoy Siren to Siren specials during all the big matches. Most importantly, every Dockers. Mm-hmm. And... Eagles games. Yes, that's right. You can see them lose every game live and local oh, believable. No, they're going to be better this year. I'm sure they are. There's specials though, Dan. You can drown your sorrows. $8 pints of their in-house brewed Leedy local larder. $8 pint. That is correct. $10 pints of pale ale from our good friends at Shelter Brewing. It's my favorite beer of theirs. It's actually very good. $10 pints. That's actually cheap as. $10 cheeseburgers. Okay. Fillet of fish would have been better, but that's okay. One kilo of wings for 20 bucks. We both like wings. Mm, love them. And I like them when they're cheap. The Leaderville train station is just a couple of stops down from the Optus Stadium. So mm. if you are heading into the stadium or if you're coming home from the stadium, you may as well call in the lady for a couple of pints. It's less stops that you have to be amongst a thousand people on a train. Correct. And then you can make your way home to wherever you live up north somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Check out the details on their website or on Instagram, theleadablehotel.com.au. We're working on some massive events this year between Backchat and the Leadable Hotel, so stay tuned for those, Dan. The scale, when he had his head there, it would be like in the back corner, so he couldn't see it. 
Um, and he wore that as a badge of honour. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he thought, well, surely if you got a heavy head, you got lots of intelligence in there. Like he's <laughs> big brain, he big dance, like yeah, hard hard bastard. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was quite funny. Like bangers is like, one of our easiest targets. There was another one I reckon um, in again in Sydney that we we get bored. I'm I'm, I'm generally the perpetrator of everything that gets done in the change rooms, but. Yes. Um, one day we d- decided to tape one of his bats to the roof. Like they had big change rooms that had lots of pipes in them and a bit high up, so I've got a couple of chairs or a physio table. <laughs> I'm up there, strapped his bat to the roof, like using the physio tape, whatever. Bangus comes in probably a couple of hours later after scoring 100 as he does and he's like packed up his kid at the end of the day, had no idea where his bat Where's my bat? <laughs> had no idea, like saw it on the roof. Like what? And and then he, he sort of ran with it again. It's like, well, next time we went back to the change rooms to play another game there, I walked in one day and Bangers is strapping his own bat to the roof. Why? I'm like, Bangers, what are you doing? Well, last time my bat was strapped to the roof here, I got under it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like Bangers is pretty good. Um, he's good value, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine rolling in a year later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Um, good. Yeah, let's talk Scorchers. Uh, you've been a big, big time member of the Scorchers for a long time. What's 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 playing for the Scorchers like? How, how does that? It's very much a West Australian team. Where I, I would look across the the BBL, even across time, and there's a lot of ins and outs, a lot of different players playing. But Scorchers is heavy Western Australia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, we like it that way because we're at WA. We're such a a tight family. Like mm. we're all best mates. Um, a lot of us have kids the same age now, and they're growing up together, seeing each other at every game. And uh, essentially, a, a lot of them, you know, you look at the likes of um, Bison, Joel, uh, Ash Turner, Ash Agar, Cam Bancroft. They they all sort of came through the junior ranks together, yeah. and have been sort of together since under eighteen, under nineteen, so 10, 11 years now. So they grew up playing together, playing against each other, um, and so that they've been sort of the sort of core unit, I reckon, to the to this group of players coming through since then. Obviously, then you got Sean's brother, uh, Mitch, Mitch's brother Sean, who he, was in he there. Defected, so, didn't he? Yeah, he did defect in the end, uh, not by his choice. I don't think it was, but okay. um, uh, it was essentially by his choice. But there was a lot of stuff going on there. Um, and then you've you've just got these other guys coming in like myself or Dorf and, you know, we've just been in there and around the group for long enough that we've just sort of got this tight unit together that, yeah, we just love hanging out together. And then when it comes to Scorchers, most of us have stayed there, but we can't obviously keep them all because, it's, you know, we're all too good. So um, blokes like Darcy Short and Tim David and Josh Phillippe and uh, – Joel Paris and David Moody, all these guys have had to go and find yeah. um, big bash deals elsewhere, yep. which is essentially it's only good for us in WA because, you know, they're getting um, proper playing games rather than maybe sitting on the bench hoping that, you know, I roll an ankle or Jai does another hammy or stuff like that yeah. to get a game. Um, so we see as a badge of honour that we've got a full-strength Scorchers team and we're getting other players in in other teams to 
you know, it's only going to make WA and the depth in WA stronger. So didn't the seconds the seconds WA team just knock off a first side somewhere? Didn't that happen recently? Uh, it's, yeah, we knocked off um, Queensland and pretty much a full strength Queensland two weeks ago. Um, that we had we're missing probably 11, 12 players <laughs> essentially. <laughs> if you, if, so, if you put everyone who wasn't available yes. for that game on paper, yes. there's there's pretty good yeah. team there. So so that culture that exists, that's all good, but uh, it translates to performance. Like you guys have been incredibly successful. Yeah, well, we're we're very lucky that we've got that unit. Um, we're all pretty good and then you throw in the mix of like playing at the Wacker and now Optus Stadium, is a, it's a very sort of unique surface to around the world or around Australia. It's a bit different. Um, Optus is? Yeah. Yeah, is it's, Optus is, is fast. It's bouncy. Mm. Lots of people don't like the flight over here. Um, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a long flight and we have to do it more than anyone, so we're used to it. But um, they don't like coming over here because – they know how good we are. We know they know how good we are in our conditions, and yeah, it, it's always a challenge for them. So um, I think that that sort of factor plays into it. And then you know the fans just get so loud. Like we probably average the most um, most fans in the ground at any other um, any other ground. So yeah, they get in, they get loud as soon as we get on top, and and then it's just relentless. When um. When you think of like teams like uh, like footy teams, the camaraderie and the um, synergy amongst players is really obvious because it's a lot. It's like a team sport, right? Mm. And not the cricket's not a team sport. It's a lot of individual things that you're doing. So, why why is like synergy? Or how does that logistically work in a successful cricket team? Like, what does the camaraderie and synergy um, mean to in a sport where you're doing a lot of things by yourself? Well, it, it just means that we've got complete confidence in each other to do what the team needs. Yeah. So it's it's not about selfish ambitions. It's not about, you know, if I score 100 here, I could be playing for Australia next week. It's what do I need to do to win this game for my team? What does the team need from me now? And that mindset and that success is what breeds future opportunities for people. You know, you look at the strong – Strong teams throughout history when New South Wales had, you know, half the Australian team playing for them. They were the War Brothers, um, Haddon, he, uh, like all those, Bevan, Kadich, mm. you know, they were a strong unit. Brett Lee, Stuart Clark, Shane Lee, like I could list go on, list could go on. But that's because they had such a strong state team. They would play well together. Someone's going to dominate. So they would dominate and each week someone else was stepping up and then their names are all of a sudden, well, oh, Steve Wars made 900. Oh, Mark Wars made 900. Well, Shane Lee's bowled well because, you know, everyone's scared, shit scared of his brother at the other end. So they get out to, to Shane Lee instead of Brett Lee. So it's just those sorts of things that we know that if we continue to play well, you know, selectors can only look at, okay, why is this team successful? Who's playing well? Mm. And that's what probably why we've got so many guys in, in the Aussie setup at the moment is that, you know, throughout, especially in white ball cricket over the last 10 years, WA has been by far and away the best 
best team. Yeah, it's Western Australia as a state. Like mm. it's probably you know, not the world's biggest cricket expert, but like it's probably something I don't consider is it's it's the state as well, right? Like it's yep. not just scorches, not just the Western. It's it's everyone here. Yeah, and the isolation around it. Um, three Pete this year scorches. Yeah, six Pete. It's on the book. Nine Pete. Nine Pete. It would be nine Pete. Hopefully, is that right? Uh, three three Pete for the scorches, but we're going for the nine Pete. Which is one day cup, Sheffield Shield and Scorchers trophy. All three in a row. Yeah. So we've got Holy two. Holy shit, got, I didn't know that. We got <clears throat> last two years we've won all three and we're going for third wow. year. Wow. That's, that's dominant. That's amazing. Yeah. You're not just so, pissing around in the bush playing cricket. Like, <laughs> like this is state state cricket. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. So we're in a pretty golden period and we're trying to hold on to that for as long as possible. That's huge. What was that like last year, Optus Stadium, uh, the Scorchers, GF? That looked amazing. Yeah, it was epic. Like 55, 56,000 people there or whatever it was. I've literally got goosebumps now thinking about yes. it. Yes. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. I will admit that I thought we were done when Nick Hobson rang Ashton Turner out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, was, um, I was sort of sitting on the bench and I was like, right, AT's our man. He's our guy. He gets us home more often than not. Which is crazy. He's your skipper, right? Yeah, he's our skipper. Captain Cool. Gets a job done. No fuss. Um, no excitement. Just, yeah. Cool. And that was on. And that was happening again? Yeah, it was happening. He was on. We were like, yeah. He's, gonna, he's there. We're home. We're no problem. Because we know that we had Hobbo, who's sort of still fairly new to professional cricket. Um, he's a very good cricketer. Uh, and then we had Cooper Connolly playing his third game like third professional game of cricket ever <laughs> in a final. And so we're like, okay. And then we had Matt Kelly and myself to come after these two. We're into the bowlers. Um, and so I'm walking down to the change rooms to get start getting powered up because Cooper's walking out there. Kells is next and I'm after him. And I see like three helmets sitting on the ground. They were coaches' helmets they use to protect themselves when they're throwing us balls in the nets. And I booted one. I was like, this is after the run out. This is after the run out. Mm. I was like, no, it's the first time we've had a chance to play a final at Optus Stadium. Wow. And we're going to lose it. Wow. And so then I kicked that, walked on past, I padded up, come back out, and then watched the young punk Cooper <laughs> dispatching James Baisley to all parts. <laughs> and I'd nearly got a boner, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've known Cooper since he was uh, one. Really? I reckon. Yeah, I was playing – this is how far I've come. I was playing 10th grade suburban turf cricket for Double View Cricket Club. His dad was a club president. (laughs) Um, And so that's how I know his dad and his family. Wow. Um, We go a long way back. but. Yeah, I've, I've watched Cooper and been involved with Cooper for as long as I possibly can. Mm. And to see him come out there and take it on in his third game and dispatch him and then Hobbo got the bug and he started swinging up on him. Yeah. And um, and then we get over the line and, yeah, we've got a four or five balls to spare in the end. I was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, there was a time. It was just an absolutely epic atmosphere. Um, the crowd was Right behind us, it went nuts when we were running on there. What was um, the what was the, what goals going on the bench when Cooper's hitting them? Oh, we we're just cheering and yeah, getting excited for him. Like you that we're you rolled in Mad Monday effectively the next day with hair like Cooper Conley, didn't you? Yeah, yep. You so 
I was there after the game. We stayed in the change rooms for a lot and then they let us go on and do whatever we wanted. But they just said um, someone needs to take hold of the Premiership Cup and make sure it's at City Beach for Cooper's press conference at 10.30. Great. And so I go, I'll put my hand up. I live the closest to City Beach. So then even if all of us are passed out and knowing, not knowing where we are, I'll make sure I'll leave it outside in a spot that's safe so that someone can come and get it. Right. Because it's That's, cl- that's yeah, clean, Chris. That's, that's Chris thinking. Yeah, it is. Real clarity. So luckily they got onto that before we got too pissed. Um, and so then we had a few more drinks and got going. There was actually a plan. There was three of us that were meant to do it um, that we'd said if we win, we're going to bleach our hair. Right. So Steve Eskenazi, our import or slash local, who's a Claremont boy. Yes. Josh Inglis and myself. So it goes to about 3 a.m. We're at uh, Esky's place, who we'd gone to his parents' place. Um, getting ready for bed. Yeah, getting ready for bed, having yeah. a few shelters and yep. et cetera. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, um, and then I just pulled out the, the peroxide and the powder and started mixing it up and- so this is a home job. You, yeah, actually, home job. Did have it. you done it before? So, yeah, plenty of times before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you look hard enough on Facebook or yeah, something like that, you'll see me with the Kevin Peterson skunk. Like I had the full <laughs> bleached mohawk, black sides. Wow. Yeah, full job. Um, wow. Which I all used to do myself. And um, and so I get it out, start doing Esky's head first. He wanted just a bit of a wide sort of mohawk sort of bleach strip and I was just going the whole thing. Yes. So did his first, did mine. Then everyone started like disappearing and leaving. So I got in the car and left with like my obviously hadn't cooked enough. So I've got the glad wrap on the head, like in the car, <laughs> um, in the taxi or whatever, going back to um, back home. And yeah. And then <laughs> next morning, wake up, my hair's, hair's blonde. Peyton had no sort of effects she knew it was me somehow so i was pretty Peyton's your daughter. yeah Peyton's my daughter a little she was stoked with it i don't remember Josh inglis having no nah, so he was the one that didn't do it so then um yeah so that was a bit of a bummer he he bailed out the bailed. Little, yeah um and then the next day i get the trophy down there i'm wearing my bucket hat i was in and everyone sort of was like uh cooper like lifted up to have a look at it i was like hey mate <laughs> and then they were started uh Chatting about it, I was like, oh, what, what's under your hair? And like, why, why'd you bleach hair? I was like, oh, I just wanted to be like Cooper, didn't I? Look at him. <laughs> and then I literally dropped the cup off, went for a swim, just walked straight back past out the back of the presser and into the car and off yeah, I went. Like, um, yeah. And then Esky did his again the next morning because he was his turned out a bit uh, orangey. So he did wasn't his. Happy and, uh, he wasn't happy with it. <laughs> And he ended up burning his scalp and he had like a oh, proper no. – he needed to go to the doctor the next day and get like a cream and stuff for oh, it. Yikes. Oh, boy. The, 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 the pains of fashion and looking good. Yeah, of yeah. Media and, and, and people alike uh, enjoy you staring down the barrel of cameras. Yep. What's going on there? What's happening? Well, it's I, something we, we used to – I reckon it was Big Bash 4 or 5 or 6, I reckon. We used to just sort of look at the camera with a pan face like – like that, and then we just all of a sudden you go. <laughs> but then, uh, good bit. I, I just, I just found that, I, you know, by this this stage, Peyton was probably six months old, and for the first three or four months, you just like sit there, like looking at you. 
And she'd just be looking at you. So I'd be staring at her back. <laughs> and then we just went from there and I just sort of started doing it in the camera. It so someone would be chatting. I'm trying to put them off, but I'll be looking at the camera. <laughs> it turned into a thing, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. It's everywhere. Um, can you tell us about the bowl against James Vince? Yes. Yes. Uh, so he's What's this? he's on 98. Yep. Um, I think they need one run to win. One run to win. He needs two for his 100. Yeah. yeah it's, power, it's power surge, so I'm only allowed two fielders out. Yep. So he's got a lot of things in his favor. Um, so he's, he's probably going to score 100. Yeah. Yeah, he he's his chances are, are very high. So I'm going to steal the ball again. Yeah, please, yeah, yeah. please. So we're playing uh, in Canberra, Monica Oval. Um, it's been a bit dewy there. So the slow ball that I was bowling that night was slipping out a bit. Like I'd bowl one deep in the hand and I'd be trying to like land it short and it was like slipping out because it's slippery and being a length ball and quite a few got dispatched because they weren't where I was. Aiming. Still going, right. Two men out of like deep square, deep mid wicket. We pace off into the wicket so he can't hit it over them and he has to hit it bloody well to get it past them. So I was trying to get him out. So I'm running in, getting him out for 90 out. I'm like, yeah, come on. So I was like, knowing that everything else had slipped out, I've aimed a little bit extra short. I got to about there and realised this hasn't slipped out. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes out. It was almost a repeat of the Johnny Howard ball. <laughs> I felt like I let it go at my toes. And I was like, as soon as, as soon as I let it go, I don't know if you could hear it on the audio, but I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and into the wicket and I saw it balloon over his head and I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like straight away, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was literally like... I've played with Vincey since in the same team and, yeah, we're all good. He knows I didn't mean it. And, yeah, it wasn't because by any streak so, of the So moment. then that I, counts as a wide and they win the game. He so is yeah. that what the controversy is? Yeah. 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 So that essentially I got uh, a lot of hate that people thought that I purposely denied Vince a chance at 100. Yes. When essentially I was trying to get him out and, you know. Yeah. What's he said about it to you? Because you like you are teammates or were teammates? We, we, we um, did. We went and played um, – in Pakistan together and in the T10s. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, we didn't really say much about it, but I apologise again. He's like, well, mate, now, it's not an issue. Hello, friends. Scoey here. Just a friendly reminder, we are partnering with Movember this year for uh, a great highlight and awareness around uh, suicide prevention, testicular and prostate cancer and men's mental health for the month of November, and we're celebrating this by a huge live event down at the Paddington Ale House in Mount Hawthorne on uh, the 27th of October. It's a Friday, 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh, you need to grab your tickets for this event. Now, uh, those of you who have been following the podcast know this holds a special place in not only my heart, but everyone involved here at Backchat. Uh, we're partnering with the Lumpy Plums, a local West Australian uh, Movember fundraising team, and we're using this day to really kick off fundraising events uh, for the boys down at the Lumpy Plum. Storm Lewington is the main man there. We'll be speaking to him on stage. But, well, not more importantly, but very importantly, we'll have the the lads from the Main Street Barbers on stage uh, chopping mows, trimming beards, shaving heads. Uh, use this as a great opportunity to come down with your mates, have a few beers, have a laugh, get that face clean-shaven for November 
and to get things rolling for the Lumpy Plums. You can be involved with the Lumpy Plums. You can join that team. Uh, just follow the links in our bio. Grab the tickets for the event at the Paddo on the 27th of October. They're $0 tickets. We just want to know you're coming. Um, going to be a great night provided and sponsored by all of our main guys, but uh, very much uh, welcome and happy to have Movember on board partnering us with this event. Uh, looking forward to seeing you down there. I'm going to have a baby face for the first time in about five years. It's going to be absolute scenes. See you there. It'll be rare, um, poor of us <clears throat> to not give you an opportunity at rebuttal. I mentioned this off the top. Um, we had the great, you know, the, the great Dan, you know, Dom Sheed. Mm-hmm. From the boundary. Sheed from the boundary, right? This yep. guy walks into venues in Western Australia. He's the most well, well-known well man there. He's got the keys to Kalgoorlie. Yep. He's the guy. And he's Single done it all. Single-handedly won West Coast Eagles. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Dom Sheed, big, big, big guy. Had him on the podcast. <laughs> Talking to Dom Sheed, massive Scorchers fan. Huge. Huge which is funny. Yeah. I loves think. his career. He just, because like, he, 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 he rates, well, rated or, no, probably rates knowing Dom, rates himself as a cricket player. Bats, bowls, all that, all that stuff. Remember he told cricket stories? Yep. Couldn't get him out as a junior. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that translates into adulthood. Um, Scorchers, massive fan. And at the time, and still, I mean, really, AJ's still performing at a very high level, but AJ's the best bowler in the country at this yep. stage. And so big Scorchers fan, but even bigger AJ Ty fan. His favourite – we said – he said favourite player. He said favourite player. Yeah. He is at a Christmas Eve. Yeah. Is yep. that right? Christmas one of, Eve One party. of our mates, yeah. Um, Take the story family. away yeah. because we've heard from Dom on his side of things. Yeah, so I was at one of my best mates' house um, having a beer. Obviously, I'll see Dom roll in and he's chatting a few guys. Because you you like your footy. Yeah, I love my footy. West Coast fan. Yeah, huge West Coast fan. Dom Sheed fan. Dom Sheed fan. Great. Yeah. Who isn't? Who, who, yeah. Who isn't? Who isn't? <laughs> I love left footers. <laughs> They're like the best. I like, I'm jealous of left footers, left handers. Great. So much easier for him. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're hanging around. I'd need a beer. He's standing next to Yeski, as Dom always does, and grab a beer <laughs> and work myself into the conversation. Hey, man, yes, yeah. Chatting away. Um, I think, you know, I knew that he's who he is, so I was just like, I'm, he's a big dog. I, I'm a big dog, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starstruck here. So... <laughs> I went back. I think I was talking about. I think I was talking about playing for Scarborough and stuff like that. So I didn't really tell him I played for the Scorchers, but I was like, "Well, if he's a cricket fan, he knows who I am." So I'm not not going to sell myself. I'm not going to lay it all out there. Um, and yeah, sure enough, uh, chatting away, and then I I get a Facebook, Instagram. He slid into my DMs after the event. We had a good chat, what have you. Um, Slides into my DMs. I read it and. Obviously, he got distracted while I was reading it. Didn't reply. A year and a half later, <laughs> he probably thinks I've taken it personally that he didn't uh, recognise me. And it wasn't until um, he told you. Is this correct? Just to pull you up on the story, your own story. Did he not tell you like all the best with the cricket, buddy? Like, uh, yeah, something like I, that. I, I yeah. hope it goes well, Tim. Yeah, yeah. I was like, good, good stuff. Yeah, I probably can't remember. <laughs> I hope it goes really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. You're playing he, for he, Australia at this stage. He was very, very complimentary and like, you know, <laughs> good luck with it, champ. But I had no and, idea who you were. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I left him on red and- uh, He would have walked away going, nice to talk to fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so people. you've left him on red for an, a year and a half. Yeah, I reckon a year and a half. Um, Deliberately? No. Oh. not I didn't realise. Is, is this just like the wide? Yeah, yeah, James Vince. Yeah, yeah. Um, Got stuck in the hand, the phone, <laughs> did it? I'll actually- You had it too deep in the phone. I'll get, a, I'll get it up. 
<laughs> and I'll see <laughs> where gonna we're go, at. Going to go deep here. Yeah. Into, where the, is he? into the realms of AJ Ty's Instagram <laughs> yeah. feed. Here we go. Dom Sheed, where is it? Is it the only message you've ever sent to each other? <laughs> no, there's actually a few hands scrolling. Oh, 25th of December, it's so a Christmas day. Good to meet you, mate, yesterday, mate. Hope Chrissy's going well. Sorry I fucked up. I didn't recognise your face straight away. I feel rude. <laughs> Apologies for that. All the best to Moz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is 25th of December, 2018. Yes. So he's, oh, so he's just won. The- yeah, he's just won the flag. That's <laughs> yeah. why I was starstruck. Like. <laughs> I'll let you messaging him Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas morning unwrapping presents. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's messaging me on Christmas Day at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm probably knee deep in, yep. in yep. Christmas stuff. Shelters. 15th of March, 2020. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> hey, mate, I've just been told how I never applied to this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm very, very embarrassed. This was my reaction when my fiance told me and you just see me like, Falling over the bench, everything like that. <laughs> it was like a proper. Uh, we both fucked up, so I can't burn him out. He probably shouldn't burn me out. He didn't yeah. burn you out. No, he yeah. felt bad it's, about it. But both, we both of us have, have fucked up. We there didn't. We didn't get the, the text get the conversation. Text. That's no, good. Yeah. So, uh, I think I'm just wondering if I have anything else to ask. Oh, one more um, cricket in America. Oh, great! Yes. Uh, so you you played recently for Seattle. Yes. Um, what's it like being there? Because to me, Americans have no clue what cricket is, but it, they're obviously putting a fair bit of coin into it. Yeah, yeah. So it was fucking hot. I'll put it there. <laughs> right. We were playing in Texas in the middle of summer. Oh, wow. Um, it's 40 degrees plus humidity. Could be in a worse spot um, though, Texas. Yeah, nice. no, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. We went to like Dallas Cowboys headquarters. We went to branches, like rodeos, wow. all that sort of jazz. Um, but yeah, like I think the, the number I was saying earlier, I think there's a 23, 24 million Southeast Asian expat community in America. So the thirst for cricket is there and the audience for cricket is there. Um, but, yeah, obviously our locals, it's pretty new to them. Um, some of them understand the game, some don't. Uh, I loved explaining to some of the locals that see me at the pool bar when I was playing with pates in the water and stuff like that. Um, and they'd be asking me, oh, what's this game? Because someone had asked for it, put it on the TV and like, what's this? It's like, oh, it's cricket. Yeah, I'm here for it. Look, this is what you do. This is the aim. This, I'd spend 10 minutes trying to explain it to them and grow the game because um, it's, it's awesome. Um, and then uh, and it just sort of, yeah, was, was awesome to be part of like this huge like franchise game because a lot of the IPL teams are involved and um, Microsoft are uh, – part owners of our team or the CEOs of Microsoft are owners of our team. You met Bill? No, unfortunately not. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, like it, it, it grew off and, and then even I was chatting at the final to one of the police officers who were there sort of working the game. He said he'd spent all day researching cricket and figuring out how it was played and what it did off his own bat wow. so he could understand there and understand what was going on that night. Because, right. I mean, they love baseball and yep. there's not that much of a bow to draw between baseball and cricket because it's a, it's a long game, baseball. Yeah. I think like sometimes people are scared or cricket goes for a while and Americans like this sort of compact sports or whatever. Mm. Like is that what you sort of half compare it to? Sort of like, yeah. It's like baseball but better. Yeah, it's probably more action, more well, – it's not as boring as baseball. Yes. Like you can go through uh, whole innings in baseball nothing where happens. nothing happens. A guy throws a ball and a guy catches it. No one hits it. No one yes. – <laughs> 
you know, they might sky ball, they foul heaps off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, no, it was very awesome to be part of the first ever, ever MLC. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be around to stay. I feel like they'd be impressed by the fact that the fielders aren't using gloves. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Apart from, apart from, well, the apart keeper. from the, the yeah, keeper. But keeper, that's going 150Ks an hour yeah. at, you know, head. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, no, I think it's, um, yeah. Once they understand it, they'll think it's pretty cool, I reckon. Mm. Have you taken more than three hat tricks? I've got, you took three hat tricks in 2017. So you took three in one year? Yep. All right. Yep. It's a decent effort. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. What yeah. was the best one? Brisbane hate, Sydney Sixers, and I, then against rising. Rising Pune, Pune Super Giant. Thank you. Pune. Yeah. I said Prune. <laughs> um, no, best one was probably in the IPL against Rising Pune Super Giants. Um, the other two of the scorches, the Brisbane Heat one I didn't know I had at first until uh, they announced it afterwards. Was it split? it was split over two overs and then I had Michael Klinger, who was captain that game, was like, no, we need to keep going. Like, over eight, over eight, we're behind. I was like, I think, pretty sure we, we just bowled them out. I think that was the last week. He was like, get back. He was like, no, I think the game's over. And, um, <laughs> and, and was a hat trick. And then it was like, and that's a hat trick for AJ Tyler. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the Sydney Sixers one was pretty cool because I think that was the first game of, of the Big Bash season in Sydney and, yeah, just cleaned up the tail as the janitor does. I mean, as AJ does. <laughs> <laughs> the janitor. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's very good. And then, yeah, so it's like he's taking a hat trick. Is that like kicking? Is it the same as like a hole-in-one in golf? Like could you draw kicking, that kicking, same? Kicking 10 in footy. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I reckon it's like kicking fifteen in footy. It's way bigger, bigger than ten. Yeah. Well, these days probably ten's pretty. Oh, what Charlie kicked ten this year, didn't twice. he? Twice. Twice. Yeah. So against West Coast, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So maybe if he gets one, you know, so you did, might, three. Yeah. I did three in a calendar year. So like how, <laughs> how, <laughs> that's that's very rare. I don't think anyone else has ever done that in um in cricket. Is so, that right? Yeah, in professional. Yeah. Cricket, so yeah, like hat trick isn't like the hat trick's big. Yeah, it's mm. huge. In, yeah, on that huge. on that third one, when when you're on for a hat trick, mm-hmm. did you like? Did you think it was going to happen after you'd already done it twice? Didn't think it was going to happen. Probably shouldn't have happened. I don't think it was out. But um, <laughs> 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 thanks, uh, thanks, Umps. <laughs> uh, Claim that one. But uh, yeah, surely they're appealing at everything on that. Oh, on a hat trick. Yeah. Oh, it just had to touch a pad, and everyone <laughs> on our team was going up, and it, it hit his pad pretty firmly. But I think it was high and going down leg. But um, we gave it a that. good shout and umpire thought the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's enough from Dan and I. It's time for social media. You've heard enough questions from Daniel and I. This is time for the people to ask you the mm-hmm. questions. We put it out to the people. Some good questions through here. Are you ready? Yep. Jack Trev 2. Uh, do you name each variation you have? Uh, sorry. Do you Just name read. each variation you have like they're your own children? No, I don't. There's someone who does, I reckon. Benny Howell, he's he's got names for all of his. He's uh, he's an English cricketer, but yeah. Do you have a favourite one, like a child? Um, yeah, Peyton. <laughs> She's my favourite child at the moment. <laughs> Eliza Ellis. Uh, is it true you founded the Wacker Scooter Club? Yes. Yeah. What is that? Nah, well, with all the development work going on at uh, the Wacker at the moment, um, uh, we have to park at Gloucester Park, which is out yep. around near the, the bridge. And so it's like a 10-minute walk because we've got to go to Gate 8, which is on the, the Swan River side right. of the ground. Um, so the wife had bought me a scooter 
uh, for for my birthday a few years back. Um, you know, because like a razor or a motorized one, motorized electric scooter. Because I thought it was, I felt it was too far for us to walk to the beach. It was a six minute walk, so <laughs> on a hot day. Um, so <laughs> I just one day I was like, "Fuck it, this! I'm not walking." Right. Chuck the scooter in the back of the car. Right. Caught on. Everyone's got a scooter now. There's like six, seven of us have got a scooter. So wow, you know, all you can do is lead horse to water. It's up to them to follow. So I'm the shepherd now. The sheep. <laughs> okay. Do you want to join? You've got a scooter. I've got a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. So vote yes to scooters. Where, okay. Where, where yeah. were you? Referendum. Uh, where, when were you? When were you last on a scooter? When was oh, last it's been it? a minute because I. You haven't used it for a long. I time. I moved really far away. I used to live ten minutes from here on a scooter, so it was amazing. Now I live thirty minutes in a car. It's too yeah. far. Yeah. How long would that take in a scooter? Would it make it? Would you have to? Yeah, charge it's got ninety k's in the battery, so yeah, it'd probably take me forty-five minutes. Yeah. He'd get here, but he wouldn't get home. Yeah. Uh, you could just charge it here. Yeah. Um, we do have electricity. Uh, L. Jess Ruckwood. Uh, who's the hardest batter you faced in the IPL? Uh, Virat Kohli. Mm. Easily, hands down. Him or A.B. De Villiers, but oh, AB. it took me a first first time, I think, I ever bowled A.B. I got him out. So yeah. This is a very uh, pertinent question. Mm. Uh, if you're following along at home, uh, Back Chat is creating the uh, first Western Australian fistball team to be uh, first of all, yeah, that's correct. First of all, selected November 11th, uh, and then we will be playing at the national titles uh, December 16 over East. Uh, if you want your opportunity to do that, head over to Back Chat double underscore. Let's have a listen to this question uh, from Glenn Horsehead. Would you consider playing fistball? You've Maybe seen it. you've seen it. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've just spoken about the dominance and the culture that is built yeah. here in Western Australia and Western Australian teams. Mm -hmm. Could we not add that sort of May as well. knowledge? Can't be any worse than Campbell Brown and their uh, Kabaddi team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever seen. How did he play? And he was terrible at it. Yeah. I know. And he was. It's it, a hard sport to just it is. rock in and be yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to play this. Well, maybe yeah. fistballs the same. Who knows? Probably. We'll get you fisting before you know. You won't know, know it. until you find out. Will yeah, you? we'll get you fisting before you know. Okay. Mellow Datto. Uh, favorite pair of socks you wear in game? Your sock guy. Yep. So I've got plenty of socks that I wear, uh, mainly in the warm up. And then uh, there's only one pair of socks that I play in. And they are the, uh, the bonbonniers or the wedding gift that I gave to everyone at our wedding of a pair of socks. So they've got mine and Bonnie's initials on it. And. The first original date that we were meant to get married, which then changed five times. So um, it's got the wrong date on it, <laughs> but I still plan them. That's very good. Do you have like more than one sock drawer? Two sock drawers. Really? Full to the brim. There's wow. probably about the same 150 socks. pairs of socks. 200. <laughs> they have the same pair of socks? No. Okay. Come on, mate. Sorry. Don't be ridiculous. asking. <laughs> Sorry. You got wardrobe full of the same T-shirts? No, I don't. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Ryan Jones. Uh, worst nickname you've ever copped? Oh, I don't know. Um, Nuffy. <laughs> Nuffy. Nuffy. Yeah, one of my mates, Snuff. Have you never really stuck? You name yourself the janitor? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no. Well, I just get embarrassed that I'm pretty good at getting wickets against tailenders, so. I was like, well, I'll clean up the tail, so you may as well call me the janitor. Yeah, we like that. It's <laughs> a good thing, that. Um, Ethan Chairs 3. What's the key to maintaining a healthy body throughout your bowling career? Um, 
lots of running, lots of weights, eating right, and yeah, everything in moderation. Do you look everything in moderation? Do you look no. after yourself? Like I, I try to. Yeah, right. Not so much as I used to anymore. I'm 36 <laughs> now, so <laughs> no, I, I I do try to look after myself as much as I can. Uh, Chris underscore Healy. Uh, in your opinion, does your postcode determine if you're picked for Australia? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. Thank you, AJ. Uh, last question, Tappy95. Uh, how does uh, AJ Taylor like his eggs? Uh, I like all my eggs, mainly poached. If I haven't fried sunny side up and scrambled with cheese in them. If you had to pick one? Uh, poached probably. Scrambled cheese. Yeah, it's that's a good, good actually addition. We like mm. that. Uh, mate, that's us done and dusted. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was one more. Andrew Ty 68 sent one in, didn't he? Did you send one to yourself? <laughs> yeah. So I'm wait, just, oh, no. Go on, ask it. I, I'll look I it actually up. missed this. Uh, I think it came in and said, why is, why is he such a legend? <laughs> Would you like to answer <laughs> Thanks, that? guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Back chat. That is us done and dusted. Doing plenty of Scorchers uh, content over this summer. We had a bloody ball with you, mate. Uh, that is H.I. Tire done and dusted. If you want to find anything we do, backchatstudios.com.au. That's our website. Big thanks to Fleet Network powering the podcast this year. Swimply, Whippersnapper Whiskey, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras, and... Mama Digital, we thank you, our partners. Have you got sponsors. room for anybody else in there? You got any companies you want to put on there? Budget Direct, shout yeah, out. It's just, yeah, going to have to do it in two breaths next time. Nah, nah, I can do it in one breath. If you no. would like, if you've got anything, no. you'd like to push anything whatsoever. No, I'm all good. Thank you very much.